and welcome back to this week's edition of The Casuals. I'm your host, the Chief Kunal Kohli, joined by... I don't know. I have no superlatives this week. I'm just joined by Isis and the Hebrew Hammer. No superlatives. All right, boys, to kick us off, Skip Bayless uh, tweeted out right after the Super Bowl, do people realize how impossible it was for Tom Brady to take a 7-9 and team with no preseason games through Washington's number 2D, through Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers to a Super Bowl championship in his first year away from New England at 43. Do people realize that, guys? Yo, this man has been setting this tweet up all damn year. But in reality, he literally took the most stacked offense since Peyton's 2013 Broncos, plus a top five defense to the Super Bowl. So, I mean... Yeah, like it's awesome, new team and stuff, but that team was just loaded. And the fact that he continues to act like they weren't is just ridiculous to me. Do people realize that Skip Bayless's career died when he, once he left ESPN? The man has been irrelevant for the past five years, and this tweet just shows you why. The guy is a fucking moron. He has no idea what he's talking about, and he's only sucking off Tom Brady. He gives us no intellectual information in this tweet and he's just like putting out every generic tweet that you can just get off twitter go retire skip and go watch your cowboys go eight and eight again yo and look at this he he uses washington and drew Brees as the the, as the corpse why. the corpse of drew Brees. literally two backup quarterbacks that he threw in there here Come on, it's like man. It, it was one of the easiest runs to a super bowl outside of playing against aaron Rodgers. like it, like Aaron Rodgers and the media, or I'm sorry, Skip Bayless and the media will always continue to suck Tom Brady's dick even after he's out of the league. The shitty part is, though, every like everyone's eating this up. They love that take. I don't know why people love that take. That's literally yeah. like you put any quarterback quarterback outside of Jameis Winston, blind Jameis Winston, in that team, and I guarantee you they go to the Super Bowl. And this tweet coming from at Sam C. Uh, Mike, Zach Wilson is an unbelievable QB prospect and probably will have a nice career in the NFL. But saying the Jets draft him slash favor him over Justin Fields solely based on being a better fit for the Shanty offense is just silly and not true. Let's go to the Jets fan first on this one. I... I'm I'm on Jets Twitter all the time, and I've never seen a more moronic tweet in my life. Wouldn't you want the guy who was tailor made for this offense to be on this team? Like, like literally, there are some Jets fans that just have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, and they need to get off Twitter. And this Sam C. Mike is one of those fucking stupid ass people. This is the type of people that bring like the perspective of the fan base down. Like you literally are stupid. Like you, you don't know what you're talking about. Your Twitter should be taken away from you. Like they did Donald Trump because this tweet makes absolutely no sense. And you're just trying to put out some skip Bayless ass bullshit on my timeline. Get it off my fucking timeline and get off Twitter. Yo, he's legit saying, let's not get the guy that our coach wants. That usually works out well. Yeah, literally, Zach Wilson said, I am the perfect fit for Shanahan offense. And we're going to pass him up for a guy who's a one-read quarterback. 
Congrats, buddy. You won the Moron of the Week award. Yo, and look at these clowns agreeing with him. I'm loving your tweets lately, bro. Yeah, it's like, okay, <laughs> then I guess, you, I guess you're the same type of person that would, like, draft a, uh, I don't even know. Like, you would trade the, the second overall pick just to run back with Sam Darnold, who clearly is not the answer for the Jets. Yo, whose man's is that? It literally, he literally has a LinkedIn header on Twitter. Bro, come, he does. Come <laughs> like, on, Brandon. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Whose man's is this? That's uh that's I don't know who man's head is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Brandon, he must be Brandon must be a seven year old kid who had or he's an ugly fuck because he has no profile picture. Come on, Just, Brandon. No, no, no. Save- Brandon's wait, is that not him? Brandon, no, save no, some pussy for the rest of us. I've been bro. duped. I've been duped. I thought that he was is, like an 80 year old man. Nope, that is Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets. Oh, shit. No wonder his handle is Joe. <laughs> is Jesus, Jets hate bro. me. He, he is. Uh, Jets are a special kind of morons. That's for sure. Jets fans. Let's turn it to the uh, to the old gunslinger real quick. Brett Favre thinks the Jaguars should trade the first overall pick. Or sorry, not not trade the first overall pick, not draft Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick. Instead, pick wide receiver from Alabama, Devonta Smith. I, Alan, you start us off. This is, yeah, is, you. Just, is Brett Favre okay? Like since he retired, like what has he been doing? Did is he just a full time clown now? Because it seems every time he's in the media. He's out here saying some dumbass shit to get headlines. The the Saints must have really knocked some fucking knocked his brains out in that uh, conference game because this guy is a moron. You, you're telling me that to fix all the Jaguars' problems, they should draft a ride receiver. Who, who's going to throw it to him? Garner Minshew. The man has one good game a year. He can't, he can't fucking do anything after that. You need a quarterback in this league. Why would you give up who the number one prospect to come out of college in 10 years for a guy who is has the body of a 12-year-old? I mean, Devontae Smith, he's going to he's gonna have a good career, but to say that you're a wide receiver away from making the playoffs is so stupid. He's probably, he must be back on the Vicodin or something. And they literally tanked just to get Lawrence. Yeah, like what? What is he talking about, man? You know, if he said maybe they should get Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, you know, maybe it's okay. You don't think Trevor Lawrence is all is all that good, or you think those players are better? But to say you're going to get a receiver when they already are pretty stacked at the wide receiver position is just stupid. I think he watched draft day the night before, and he was like, "Oh wait, maybe there is something up about Lawrence. Maybe his teammates hate him or something." His teammates didn't show up to his birthday party last year. Maybe instead of taking PP picks, he should be in the film room looking at Trevor Lawrence's tape. That's that's my suggestion. I think he should stick to jeans. That and like maybe get checked out for CTE. Like I think this is a clear sign he has CTE. It is. It really is. This uh this next one's coming from at I am Wavo on Twitter. Peak D Rose is still one of the most overrated players in NBA history. Uh, Alan, you start us off. 
So I want to disagree with all of these tweets, but I'm sorry, guys. Wavo, I cannot tarnish his name. I completely agree with this tweet. I feel like even back then, his MVP season was questionable. And then each season after that, we start seeing more and more talented players. So it just makes that MVP season look less and less unbelievable to me. Yeah, I mean, I think we all know who I think is the most overrated player in NBA history. It's um, the little prick, Steph Curry. Um, but this guy, this guy's stupid. I mean, he must he must be a 12-year-old on Twitter and wasn't able to see the greatness of Derrick Rose for that season. Um, and he must not understand that the man was injured for like two straight years right after that. Um this guy is just uneducated. This guy grabs any headline he sees on ESPN and that's how he bases his opinions. Um, but I think Allen is wrong. I don't think uh, it, his MVP is tarnished in any way. Um, what mean, do the injuries have to do with anything? Like we can't well use that to bolster him when he won the MVP. But if you're saying that his just MVP was just null and void, I mean, it makes no sense. No, I just think it was overrated. Like, when you think about it, he probably shouldn't have won it because his name wasn't fully certified in the game. Along okay. with that, he Who only cares? averaged – so he averaged 23 point, 25 points a game, didn't play defense. You had Dwight Howard, who had his career best season that same year, 23 points, not even – a complete focal point of the offense like Derrick Rose was. He was playing a lot of cleanup, and he wait, was wait, also wait, wait, wait. an elite Dwight defensive player. Dwight wasn't the focal point of that year's Magic team. You're talking about the team that had Gilbert Arenas, right? What? He was the focal point. I'm telling you. The thing Arenas about didn't him, do shit. The, the thing about Dwight Howard, it, I mean, they had a bunch of skilled shooters and stuff like that. Yeah, skilled but, shooters who all shot sub-35 from three-point range. Well, the thing about like, Dwight Howard is that he plays a lot of cleanup. And that's what he did. He was so dominant on the glass. He averaged like five offensive rebounds a game. I mean, so, yeah, but you're really underselling the so he was dominant there from the and, magic. And he right? was dominant on both sides of the floor. Arguably the best defensive player in the game. And he had his peak year and he has nothing to show for it. Other than what a defensive player of the year. He should have won the MVP that year. And even then, you look at LeBron James' stats in Miami that year. He had better stats all around other than, what, 0.7 less assists a game. I just don't, I just don't get why you said he, his name wasn't, like, a big name in the league. That's why he shouldn't have won. I just feel like the, how, the how awards – well, when, when you think about past awards, they usually don't give it to a guy that's up and coming. They give it to a guy that is already solidified. So how is that an argument against it? Because I, uh, so, I'm, I'm so, saying so, that the MVP so, was so questionable order, to begin with. So in order for somebody to win an MVP, they have to be in the league for at least five years, and then they can start getting MVPs. He has to be solidified as an MVP caliber player before winning it. Are you, are you slow? I'm basing it on the way the, the NBA has voted in the past couple of years. Okay. And then so, you... And then so, you look so only at the, people, the only years after, and then I mean that's how it usually goes, yeah. But the thing is, every year after, it's like we see Russell Westbrook doing the same thing that Derrick Rose was doing. So it's mm -hmm. like we we see it countless times. So like when you look back now, it's like okay, 
like he was good, but like, was he really that special compared to all these other guys? I mean, I think it's a testament at that point to just how good Russell Westbrook is. If he's putting up D Rose like numbers again, remember Rose was top 10 in both points and assists that year led the bolts to the first seed in the East and Granted, he had a good team around him, a young Joakim Noah, Luol Deng, who was aging, Carlos Boozer, who had like 17 a game. But still, really Rose was the focal point Joe of that Kim Noah team. was still good and great. Don't, don't act like he wasn't because he was aging. He was still one of the most important players on that team. Luol no, Deng but he had that bad. Dwight role. You had, Kylo, you had Kyle Korver coming off the bench. You had one of the deepest teams. Derrick Rose was like number 10 in win shares because that team was so loaded. That's not a stat that you see MVPs having. Winchester is totally a stat MVPs have. Yeah, he was 10th. He was very low on the list when you think of MVPs. Usually they're going to be top five. Am I wrong? Are you going to sit there and tell me I'm wrong? And I guess we should just give whoever has the best win share the MVP. Usually you can't look at one stat. You can't look at one stat and say this person deserves a. to me, it, to me, he won it because of the, the seeding. And I think I personally think that's bullshit every year. I mean, he's literally the first bull out since the Jordan era to average 25. Okay. Led the Bolts to a 60, what was it? A 62 and 20 record. That's pretty damn good. But that team was absolutely loaded. Don't act like he was like the only player on that team. They would have been good without him. Hell, they were true. good. They, they were good when he came back, him. and he, they were good when he came back and was a shell of himself. They weren't a first seed, though. Like they were they, still a pretty damn good team and had some decent success in the playoffs. They weren't just a team full of bums. Like all I'm saying is, in 2011, I think that was the first time we saw a point guard. Do the things Derrick Rose did in like the modern NBA era. And to say he was overrated, that just shows you're ignorant, you know? Like, oh, he's overrated by the masses like you guys because it's like, okay, like that it was a great season, but like, let's not act like it was this amazing year that we haven't seen before. Like that's why he's well at that point we this. at that point we haven't seen we hadn't seen it. The tweet that he's posting is literally looking back at it now, not back then. Back then it's like, yeah, we haven't seen a guy this exciting in a minute. But now it's like we see it all the time. So I like it's hard to just overrate it and use that same scale that we had eight years ago. Like you guys are just not understanding his tweet. Like, even from a modern lens, it's hard not to say that year wasn't impressive. I'm not saying it it wasn't impressive. It was impressive, but we continuously see more and more impressive years. And even back then, the MVP was questionable. You could have made a solid argument for the other two guys. And Dwight Howard, I think, should have been the favorite anyway. Someone, hell, hell we hadn't seen before Dwight Howard. Had you seen a guy that dominant since Shaq? Well, I mean, Shaq was literally still in the league and was, what, like four seasons from being at his most dominant? Yeah, exactly. You hadn't seen a guy like that in four years, and that's amazing for oh, wow. an all-time great. 
And I mean, you had very good big men with him, KG, Tim Duncan. And the fact that he was that much better than everybody else shows how crazy he was. Like, I don't want to under undersell Dwight at all, because uh, like you said, he was real damn good. And I'm, I'm just saying that's that superb Dwight play, Howard yeah. right there. That they gave an MVP to a 22 year old. 21. 22. Was he twenty two? I thought he was yep. twenty one. Get your get your facts straight, my guy. Oh, sorry, I'm fake. I'm fake news right now. I'm fake newsing. So, from what we learned in this segment of the podcast, you must be five years or more in the league before you can even be considered for an MVP. I don't Alan, think that. Al- I don't think Alan's that. That's just how the NBA usually does it. And Allen's Twitter needs to be taken away because he's so stupid. That's what that's what I got from here. And what Alan I've listen, learned Alan, is that both of Alan, you guys are Alan, casuals and you guys are fake media, and well, all you care about is ESPN media. That's well, all you guys watch. You're well, like, oh, Derrick Rose to the our, top. Our name is the Casuals, so maybe I'm a step above that. No, you're not. You I clearly, think I am. Not. I'm clearly getting all of these dubs today. No, you are clearly one of the biggest morons in all the sports media, and literally, I, we should just cut you from this program. See that Jimmy For Butler the... gift that that guy posted? That's how I feel right now. Did you just call it a GIF? It's a GIF. It's a GIF, bro. Okay, I thought you said GIF, and I was like, no, this, I this don't ain't f- peanut butter. Get, can I fuck with peanut butter? Though. Can we just kick? Can you kick him out of the party? Can we just do this for the rest of like just me and you? Because his thoughts are irrelevant at this time. No, no unfortunately, Wavo, you're the man. Wavo, you're correct. Don't no, you should these you should go you should go see some more of Wavo's tweets. They're all questionable. Every single one of them. Well, this particular one, I fuck with. I fuck with heavy. It's bold. Uh, you you must fuck with some stupid ass takes then. Oh wait, you do. Go check out Alan's Twitter, the Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> You're not going to name drop your Twitter, Alan? Oh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter, guys. Follow me for the best, most authentic takes and not the fake media posts that Elias has. If you want to look at the most Homerish tweets in all of Homerism, please go check out Alan's Twitter. Everything is the Nets can't do anything bad. The Colts can't do anything bad. Drop that at. Drop my at? Both well, actually, half of it's uh, hating on my Colts uh, center or my Nets center position. But uh, yeah, that's a story for another day. And then the rest of my tweets are about my poor bowel movements. I'm going to drop my tweet, even though I don't tweet a lot. It's at Ezus, E-Z-Z-U-S underscore. If you want some authentic takes and not just, oh my goodness, I can't wait to suck Katie's dick because he's just so good tweets then come come follow me boys the mavericks are down bad right now they're 9 and 14 and uh they have the 14th seed in the west guess who owns their pick this year the knicks and uh according to at lamarca soldridge i hate you uh the knicks won the christops trade way back when when uh they traded christops for Dennis Smith Jr., two firsts, and like half a season of DeAndre Jordan. Five minutes of DeAndre Jordan in all of his time with the Knicks. So, Isis, as a Knicks fan, did the Knicks, who just traded for D-Rose, uh, they win that trade? 
to be honest, it, it all depends on what that pick turns into. If the, if they, I believe that the Mavs could turn it around and uh, make a push for the playoffs. I mean, they're only nine fourteen. They can still like if they just win six games in a row, they're back at five hundred. That's easily enough to get you into the playoffs. Um, but if somehow it's like a top five pick this year, I would say that it, the next one hundred percent won that trade. Um, Przingis is is one of the. I don't even know at this point. He's a great player. I, I wouldn't say he's elite, but he's injury prone. Like, yeah, he's very injury prone, and I don't think he's ever going to get that taken away from him. Um, that that label is always going to be on him. Um, if he turns out to like keep getting hurt and never turns into the his full potential, then yeah, the Knicks one hundred percent won that trade. If he if they win a finals with him and he becomes an elite player, the Knicks lost. But right now, it's looking like the Knicks um won that trade. Yeah, I, th- I think it's way too early to make this call. I think it's obvious that the Mavs can turn the season around. And who knows? Like, maybe they make a play for another star. So, I, I expect them to at least make a play for another star by next year. So, at the very worst, the Knicks – at the very best, I should say, the Knicks get a mid-range first-round pick and they lose the best player that they've had in the past – decade i mean you know they had mellow too right like yeah but you guys know my opinion on mellow in new york and it's not very i was not very high on him what about jeremy lynn all right maybe i was wrong i'll say second oh all those dubs that he's been collecting guys gotta love jeremy lynn man (laughs) but this is sanity put respect on nba champion jeremy lynn's name well, you should say that to yourself because you clearly didn't put respect on his name, saying that Porzingis uh, was the best player in the next and last decade, which clearly isn't true. Well, that Knicks, uh, that Knicks run—it's just a blur in my mind. Well, he was you, on some better blur. things. I got—I gotta say, I think the last time I was actually happy in life was Linsanity. Yeah, dude, that was exciting. I love that. I, I was I was watching every single Knicks game. I couldn't I couldn't not watch it. God, that one game against the Raptors where he had I think the it was game like, winner. Yeah, the game winner. I remember the Lakers was- one when Kobe had no idea who the hell he was, <laughs> or at least acted like he had no idea who he was, and he drops a thirty five piece in his face. Yeah. But Jeremy I will say Le- this about Lamar. Lamarca Roaster, whatever the fuck that's this a, guy. That's a dope name. <laughs> no, it's not. Why? That's a stupid ass name. That's a sick name, man. That's but this is a typical Knicks uh, fan. The Knicks could trade. They could have LeBron James in his prime. Trade him away for a second round pick, and every Knicks Knicks won the trade. Knicks won the trade. Like you got to stop being a homer guy. The Knicks. You got to see if the Knicks won the trade. Stop putting this fucking shit on people's timeline. If I'm going to be honest, I think at the end of the day, both teams won the trade. No matter even, it doesn't even matter what the results are. Because the fact is, Zingas gives Luka another good player. He's either going to be the second or third best player for the next five years on the Mavs. While the Knicks, they got rid of Porzingis, who didn't fit their plan. Because who knows? Like, straight up, he wanted well, out. Even if he wanted to be there, like, he's going to be, what, like, 28 by the time they're relevant again? It just doesn't fit the timetable, I feel like. So, I mean, no matter what, you at least you got two first for him. That's a good haul. 
it's funny because looking back, like you look at that trade and it just seemed like the Knicks straight up just lost. Because, like, again, they got Dennis Smith Jr., who did nothing in a Knicks uniform. Got flipped for Derrick Rose. That's great. And DeAndre Jordan, who played, as he said, five minutes. I mean, a guy coming off an injury like that, I mean, maybe you could have gotten another first in, instead of the other piece, pieces in that in that trade. But all in all, I mean... You got a pretty decent haul. I don't think anyone's stressed out over this trade package. So, guys, uh, Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach, one coach of the year. And in response, at playoff Jimmy B, beautiful name, says, did he start 11-0? Mike Tomlin just got robbed. Wow. Dude, how's – how would he have won it if he couldn't even prevent his team from dancing before games? Like Stefanski, he won it all. He won the the award and he he fixed the Browns. Like think about how ridiculous that is. That's like a scientist curing cancer. I just don't get why. Why is somebody who started off eleven and zero and then his team completely fell apart deserves uh, coach of the year? And how was he getting robbed? He literally brought Stefanski. Literally brought a team that was trash, poverty. Yeah, literally, like couldn't win a game to the playoffs, and then they won a playoff game against um, Mike Tomlin when their coach wasn't even at the stadium. I mean, come on, man. Like, like, like you're telling man. me that Mike Tomlin deserves that just because the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger played okay? Like, come on. he, he They could have been 11-0 with that schedule with racist uh, Mason Rudolph. Dude, Steelers fans are going to over – they stay overrating every single player, every single coach on that team. That's why they're the worst. Like I well, have all well, the well, well, Eagles fans are the worst. Yeah, they're pretty let's up not, there, man. All let's right, not get like, let's, let's like, not get twisted. I have the utmost respect for Mike Tomlin, but let's be real. Like, at best, he was third and he was probably third in the voting for me. I mean, Sean McDermott, he had a great season as a coach. The I mean, Bills were thirteen and three, and. He, the the progress that they made with Josh Allen is just ridiculous. And you got to give McDermott credit for all of that. So I'm going to give it to those two way ahead of Mike Tomlin. You know who got really robbed? This man didn't even get one vote. Adam, Adam Gase. Gase. Yep. yep. Adam Gase. He should have, he should have been the one to win coach of the year because he was a genius, an offensive genius that clearly if the circumstances were different, would have went 16 and 0. He had those boys playing hard every single day. <laughs> yeah, they they never quit on him. And he was his playing calling was the worst, but he still he still got the best out of all his players and that deserves coach of the year. I don't care what anybody says. He took that roster to what? Two wins? Two, two wins, man. Two wins Damn. and lost out on Trevor Lawrence. Hey. Goaded. And now he can listen. Yeah. And now the Jets can listen to Brett Favre's advice and they can get Devonta Smith. Just absolutely genius. He, he, everybody was playing chess and 
Nope, I said it wrong. <laughs> Everybody was playing checkers. Adam Gase was playing chess. Coach of the year, man. Snub of the year. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, I think he won defensive player of the year. And J.J. Watt has a problem with that because uh, little brother T.J. went off this year. Uh, he goes, Aaron Donald is an absolutely incredible player. I love watching him play, and he's headed to the Hall of Fame without question. This has nothing to do with AD personally. This is me saying what my brother won't. TJ played one less game and still led the NFL in every major category. Jesus, you kick us off here. Nepotism is a hell of a drug. That's all I got to say, first off. Um, I don't think that uh, JJ Watt understands what Aaron Donald goes through week in and week out. That man is quadruple teamed almost every single play and the fact that he was able to get through that and still put up almost the same numbers, right? Tackles. I don't really think necessarily mean anything. Um, especially when you have an uh, interior defensive lineman going up against like an outside linebacker or a defensive end. Um, if you think about it, if they're going to run, like he, he's going to get his tackles from people running the ball and they're not running it near him at all. Right, they're gonna run on the outside because they know that he's just a hog in the middle and he's gonna like eat you up, right? So those tackles don't mean anything. One and a half sacks, like one and a half more sacks, means nothing to me, right? Like that's that's not a lot of like you're not that's not a lot of sacks at extra sacks. So that's like a tie right there. And then tackle for losses again, the guy's getting quadruple teamed and QB hits again. It's like you can't compare the two because they play two, the, like two totally different positions. And TJ Watt is not getting the focus that Aaron Donald is getting. I think, um, I think TJ is just butter or JJ is just butter that his brother didn't win. And um, maybe he should reevaluate his thoughts and not post a stupid ass uh, graphic on Twitter to show that he's an idiot. This bothers me though, because I feel like. Of all players that should understand what Aaron Donald goes through, that's not a defensive tackle. J.J. Watt should understand, right? He's doubled, tripled. He has been throughout his entire career. He understands what that, how that affects your play. And with Aaron Donald, like you're at a position that doesn't usually put up flashy numbers. Aaron Donald is just so dominant that he put up numbers that it, are close to the linebacker defensive end combo as TJ Watt, who is clearly like up there as an all pro. So the fact that he's even close at that position is just ridiculous. And I also saw it not just from JJ, but like people on Twitter, like underneath the mention saying, Oh, but TJ gets held almost every, every play. It's like, you don't think Aaron Rod- or Aaron Donald gets to the same thing. Like they literally, like you could call holding on him every single play. Like, and he beats it. Can, like, almost every time like he was doubled like I think it was 57% of the time and he beat it 26% of the time like that's a crazy number and that's why he got it he like you have to call your offense around Aaron Donald and I don't think that can be said about TJ at all you could make a a serious argument that for his um for his like for for just on defense opposed to like someone being on offense, he has arguably the most impact on his team opposed to anybody in the entire NFL, maybe Derrick Henry, 
and maybe the top quarterbacks in the league, but he's right up there. That's how dominant of a player Aaron Donald is. And the fact that J.J. Watt isn't understanding this, like, I get it, you're being a homer, you're uh, defending your, your brother, but, like, come on, bro, you have to get serious. People listen to this. You can't just be shooting out fake news to everybody and getting everybody riled up for no reason. Yeah, and if you if you literally take him off that defense, they're probably like one of the worst defenses yep. in the league. Like he allows the corners to play elite because they don't have to cover for as long as a normal corner. And um, if you're just gonna throw stats and like stats, if you're just gonna throw stats out there, like you know, stats don't always necessarily paint the full picture. Like it's only one part of the whole thing, and JJ should know that. And, I think JJ should get all of his defensive player of the year's award taken away because he clearly doesn't know what it takes to be a defensive player. Damn, Elias coming in harsh with the punishments today. Yeah, Snatch I mean, that shit right away. Yeah, I mean, I've just never been a fan of JJ Watt after uh, since uh, he was on, uh, what's it called? Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. And he's just like showing off for the camera. It's like, okay, man. Congrats! You know how to show off when the cameras are rolling. I want to know what you're doing when the cameras aren't rolling. It's time to talk about one of my favorite players in the league, Carson Wentz. This tweet coming from at Stafford World. Carson Wentz gets away or uh, gets way too much hate for one bad season. Boys, yo, yo Stafford World, you have to get off Twitter, bro. Just log off. Take a couple days off, reevaluate your life, because this might be the single dumbest tweet I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, yeah, he he's saying he gets way too much hate for one bad season, but did he actually have a full good season? Had ten games. <laughs> Has he ever finished a season? <laughs> like, come on, bro! And like, I guess, like, you look at that. MVP caliber 10 games that he had that one year. Awesome. He had a shitty rookie year. Um, Can't really uh, hate on him because he was a rookie, whatever. The next year he puts up amazing numbers for, you know, I mean, according to Philly Twitter, because they're not used to having a quarterback that puts up numbers, but that team was winning. They were shit. And then all of a sudden he gets, he, uh, they, they sit him out, put Nick Foles in and all of a sudden they get good. Nothing else changed. It was just the quarterback position. So I guess you can consider that to be a good portion of his, of his career, but they still weren't good with him. So it's just ridiculous to me that people still back up the performance from Wentz just because of numbers. Like, come on, dude, pro fantasy focus can't help you win games. And pro fantasy focus is their numbers are broken. We could uh, we could do a whole podcast on just their tweets, but I don't want to get into it because like, okay, I guess I'll get into it a little bit. They they literally made up their own ranking system, and like people think it's like God. It's like I could literally tweet out something and say, yeah, my numbers say that Aaron Donald or Carson once was had a forty five point. Uh, ranking. It's like, okay, what, is, what does it even fucking mean? You know? It's just like it's the stupidest thing. People bring up PFF. <sighs> There's a guy that brings it up all the time. It's just like, you really need to shut up about that. Uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, PFF is just really gets me going. Um, but Carson Wentz, he's never had a, he's had one good season 
and ever since that he's been mid, right? At best he's been mid. You know, he yeah, he won three games in a row to get his team into the playoffs two years ago. Okay, cool. We just literally saw a team go, um, had a f- under 500 record make the playoffs in that division. That division is trash, and that shouldn't be given to Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. He never will be a good quarterback. We need to put this to bed. Stafford World, get off Twitter. Go cry, and Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. That's all I gotta say. In Stafford world, where were you when everyone was worshiping him like a top five quarterback after like ten games? Like, come on, bro, keep the same energy. Get out of here with that. This one's coming from one of the shortest point guards in NBA history, Isaiah Thomas. I have never been a liability on defense in my whole career. Just ask the coaches that coach me. That's just a lazy narrative they throw around because I'm small. If a dude shoots over me and scores, they say I'm a liability. If a dude shoots over a guy 6'3", it's, oh, that was good offense. Uh, Does anyone else smell the cap here? I don't don't even know what to say to him. Like – he literally made everyone's point within his own tweet. Literally. You know, like, like I can't even, I can't just read his tweet. And that's, that's my, that's what I'm going to say. Like, so you're telling me that if him, his five foot nine ass, like if I'm like, if someone's going to shoot over him, like he can't even put his arms, like here's his, his little ass arms. Right. And someone's shooting over him. Like how, like, how are you not a defensive liability? Like you put somebody like you, if someone, if they put you out there, like you got like your team knows that you're going to get scored on. Like if you had like the mellow ball, who is six, six, like you're telling me that he's not going to be able to score on you at least four or five times, just because you're short. Like you're crazy. Like, of course, yeah, you can get to somebody's grill and, you know, um, you know, make shots not go in, but like you're giving up at least 10 points just because you're short. Like I just, it's not lazy. It's true. And that's why you're not in the league. Yo, I love this energy and I think I'm going to start using it. Next time I go to the YMCA to play basketball, I'm going to get absolutely blocked on a jumper. And then I'm going to be like, whoa, like, it's not my fault. I'm a five, eight Jewish kid. <laughs> if I was six, seven, I, maybe I would have made it. It's like saying like, uh, you know, just because I'm not LeBron James body, like it doesn't mean I shouldn't be considered a defensive liability. It's like, no, bro, like you're not going to play the last two minutes of a game because you're a defensive liability. Sit your little ass on the bench and you just like get the fuck out of here because you, you're making no sense. That, that tweet should have been deleted once he, put, once he posted it. This next one coming from at RTNBA. Lonzo and LaMelo are playing well this year, guys. Meanwhile, LiAngelo is still unsigned. Will Jello get another chance? Why does why is LiAngelo mentioned whenever the other two brothers are mentioned? Like how why can't we just view them as their own players? This it's so triggering to me. And like and like uh, I love retweet NBA. I've been I've been a day one follower, but like, why are you acting like Lonzo has been good this season? He's been underwhelming at best compared to how he's been, how he's been throughout his career. So don't gas him up. Like, yeah, Lamelo's playing out of his mind, and he's finally getting his groove. But like, come on, bro, this tweet's just stupid. Why is this even a tweet? 
it's literally just so it can try to do numbers. They're literally getting like the people who watch Bone the House or whatever the fuck it's called, and then um all the twelve year olds that worship these two players just so that they can get some retweets and likes. You know, we could sell ourselves like uh, like little whores and get likes just by saying, oh, Lonzo Ball and LaMelo are great. And so, and Leandro is like the X factor. He's the better ball brother. But who's going to do that? Anybody that has a, any sort of knowledge on the NBA knows that Leandro is, is not a good player. Like he literally could even play in a preseason game. Like he literally was a body. He, wasn't even, a col- he wasn't even a good college player. No. Like-, <laughs> like he didn't even play in college, right? No, he, he, I think he played a little bit on UCLA, and then the whole oh he oh, stole a, a yeah. Gucci bag in China or something happened. Yeah, but I mean, you don't want he, that on your team. No, and he flamed out overseas. He's not a good basketball player. Can we just leave Leangelo alone and just let him star on a shitty reality TV show? Don't get me wrong. Like I think it'd be awesome to see him in the pros, but like, who cares right now? No, he, it, he's he's just he's a nobody right now. We don't give a fuck. Stop putting him in all these tweets. We don't care. Like, let's let's keep our tweets centered around real NBA players, please. Like, Leangelo's never going to step foot in the league. Like, outside of, like, a tryout or a 10-day, not stepping foot on a, in a regular season game in the league. I mean, it's like saying, well, why isn't Isis getting his shot in the NBA? You know, me and Jello, we have the same – like play he has never played in the nba i've never played in the nba but we're, we should we are good enough to play i guess how little dicky is the lost ball brother why is he not getting a chance yeah uh, and w- why isn't any other brother getting a chance you know that's re- yeah it's ridiculous all i'm just, saying is if you told me i had to pick between isis leangelo and little dicky to play in the league little dicky i'm doing isis thank you yeah, well, Dickie, nah. That's why you're not a GM and will never be a GM. Uh, tell that to my my uh, team in 2K. I'm undefeated. Alan and Ross I'm... couldn't even get into the G League. That's how bad his jumper is. He couldn't even play overseas in the North Korea League. That's how bad he is. I'd be a very valuable bench player. In North Korea? That, yeah, that's, that's saying a lot right there. You've never seen me pass out Gatorade. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, you'd be a really good water boy. They'd be like... I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm fucking ass. Alan, they would bring Alan on just so that he can give off his horrible takes about the nuts and just put like players to sleep. Hey, guys, you guys ever seen Kevin Durant play? <laughs> I'd look like him. I'd be playing like him if I was 7'10". Seven, seven, According to at lay goaded one, uh, Luca is a prime example of why you shouldn't overrate players after one good season. Do we agree with this take? Yo, let me break this, this tweet down though. So the initial tweet that he's even talking about the, uh, the NBA Hannah hoops. Isn't that the girl that at all of the uh, NBA Twitter simps over for no reason? I think so. They're I think like, it's our very strange part of NBA Twitter <laughs> that we follow. Yeah, it's like the dark side of the internet, bro. It's like it's like being on 4chan. The, it's like the weirdest thing because like she has like eight sisters, I think, and like everyone worships all of them. 
and they'll get like 4,000 followers overnight because they'll be like new to NBA Twitter. Who should I follow? They are the uh, Dixie Armadillo of NBA Twitter. (laughs) Jesus. That's a really good comparison. But uh, looking at this tweet though, like think about how stupid it is. So he's getting mad that people overrated Luca after two years. But he's literally underrating Luca after 12 games into his third year. So that so maybe Luca is a prime example of why you shouldn't underrate them after 12 games. Yeah, maybe you should uh especially someone who's on a trash team, like maybe you should let them like play the play the season out a little bit and see where his numbers are after that. I mean, the guy is averaging a triple double. It's not like he's trash. His numbers you know? aren't the problem. No, if like if he was shooting like if he was like it was like fifteen five and four on like thirty five and twenty percent, like yeah, of course, like yeah, don't over uh don't uh overrate him. Like obviously he was overrated, but he's not playing like trash. He's just not a trash team. Like you can't expect him to like win every single game and you know be undefeated. Like w- w- like what is goaded one what is it like even talking about like i just I, I the tweet is so stupid i really don't know what to say about it like it's really it's really that stupid damn goaded one left ease is speechless i don't think i've ever seen that yeah it's just this guy he, what is even oh goaded one so he's a goaded one which is in reference to lebron james i'm guessing he's but insecure. yeah but but then he has a then he has a brooklyn uh, picture on his uh, profile picture. All right, that's contradicting as fuck. So like, so is there, are you a bandwagoner like goaded one? Like, do you only suck off whoever you think is gonna win the the finals? Like, come on, like you're fucking stupid. He sh- he's up at twenty two at ten p.m. just rain bullshit. It's just like, come on. Like, oh, I see what he's doing. He's just a simp for that Hannah girl. Yeah, he, he just wants her to see yeah, his tweets. He just wants an interaction. Oh, okay. And it then makes, he's that makes sense. That makes sense. And then he's gonna tweet out later. Oh my goodness, she said good night. It's like okay, buddy. <laughs> <Dead ass>. <laughs> <laughs> she she licked my Twitter uh, tweet. It's like okay, buddy. Cool you guys, you. you guys have to stop being so thirsty, man. This is just disgusting. You gotta stop giving these females who post. Literally the driest content on Twitter numbers. Like you just got to stop because then they think like who they are. You can't say females because they're gonna label as as misogynistic. Well, maybe Isis is, but the re- we-, we can't. The rest of us can't say that. What do we say? What do we call them? Women. I was gonna oh. say like <laughs> respect the women, well, Elias. What would you call them, Elias? females <laughs> <laughs> oh we just got canceled uh shaquille o'neal decided that uh what the mavericks need is a guy that's just as good as luca but a bit better and gave the examples of bradley beal and russell westbrook all right so like i don't even want to bring up the fact that he said that those two guys are better than luca because i think that's just fucking dumb the actual structure of what he said, though, they need a guy that's just as good as Luca, but a little bit better. 
Like that just doesn't make any sense. He just took a page out of the Kobe system. But are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f does that mean, Kobe Bryant? Yeah, I don't uh so you so you want them to like bring in like LeBron James, Kawhi, <laughs> yeah. like Giannis, like that's who you want them to bring in, you know? Like <laughs> Like Luke is already a top ten player. Yeah, like you okay, so you're gonna bring in a top five player that's a little bit better. Um yeah, Shaq, he's uh he's just been out of the league way too long and you know, all those general commercials that he's on just is really making his brain go to mush, you know. Once you're talking to cartoon characters all day, you know, this is what happens, <laughs> man. I mean do you even say even Russell Westbrook is better than Luca? Like that's like that right there is sus. Like he must be getting paid pretty well because those takes are horrible. It's all the barbecue chicken, man. Is this Shaq or is it Big Shaq? I can't even tell anymore. I was gonna say that take not hot, man. <laughs> that take not hot. He's gonna he's gonna be putting himself on Shaq in a fool. Damn, yeah, he should have his own segment at this point. Like, let's get into Charles Barkley territory. And Charlie, and Charles Barkley's like, he's the he's the worst NBA analyst. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> being at the same desk as at each as each other, I think it's just making them lose brain cells every single year. And now it's just finally showing. You know, and, and you know, with COVID, they sit like a hundred feet apart. You think they would get a little bit better, but <laughs> <Exactly>. no, <laughs> like this is where it's getting worse and worse. Oh, it, shit. You, you got to give yourself some time for your brain cells to regenerate, Shaq. God damn. I mean, Shaq needed um, Kobe to win him some championships. You know, he needed D-Wade to carry his corpse to a championship. I mean, <sighs> Shaq needed someone who was better or slightly better than Shaq to win some championships. So that's why he's saying some shit, but you know what they need to do? They need to fire his ass. Bring us three on. We'll take a third of what he's beginning paid right now and split it between the three of us and you get better content. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, TNT hit us up. Spoken Uh, into existence. This one coming from at J Richard Goodman. If your best player doesn't put effort into defense, your team is cooked. I don't give a fuck what your name is. Hebrew Hammer, start us off. All right, so this is one of my favorite accounts on Twitter. The dude just loves his cocaine, and he loves watching ball. Have to respect him. But come on, coach. This this is so uncharacteristic of you. This is just a really stupid take. Like, you're a, you're a Golden State fan. Steph Curry wasn't trying on defense. And he was he not the best player? Are you like Max? Do you think Andre Iguodala was the the best player on that team during that those runs? Like, come on, bro. What about Steve Nash? What about Dirk? Those guys weren't playing licks of defense. Maybe uh maybe the teams maybe uh your team isn't cooked if your best player isn't playing defense. Maybe your takes are just cooked at this point, coach. Come on. So this is coming from an insecure Nets fan who <laughs> who hasn't seen defense ever since the Harden trade. I don't know what that is. I don't know what defense is. <laughs> so that take is irrelevant. I would have to agree. You know, if your best player doesn't play defense, then what are – like, you're cooked, right? I mean, you see it all the time with the Nets. Your best player doesn't play defense. Your 
top three players don't play defense and you got to hope that in every single game that they play in goes till the last shot. So well, yeah, you are cooked. Well, to be fair, Kevin Durant does play defense. The problem is everyone else doesn't play defense. Yo, what about um, my boy, Bruce Brown? Other than Bruce Brown, underrated boy. I love that guy. But um, with this, I just feel like if you just have, if it's just your best player that doesn't play defense, yeah, teams are going to pick on them a lot of the times, but you can still mask it to a certain extent. Like, so, when uh, James Harden, so when James Harden was playing in Houston and he wasn't playing any defense, how far did he go in the playoffs? Well, that team didn't play defense at all. I mean, they were they were so fast-paced, and that's why they gave up so many points. But the thing with uh, the thing like, like the Cavs, Kyrie Irving isn't a good defender. He's annoying. That's like all that's all he's good for on defense. The Cavs had a bunch of good defenders when they played Golden State. They would pick on Kyrie Irving to a certain extent, but they were able to mask it. Okay, but Kyrie Irving wasn't their best player. But still, I mean, yeah, that's but that's he, that is a good point. He said, if your best player, LeBron James was playing defense. Now yeah, that's fair. Now for, two- for that particular circumstance, that's fair. To Allen's point, though, we brought up Dirk, and Dirk, uh, I agree, doesn't really play defense. He was clearly the best player on the 2011 Mavs championship team. So, I guess really here is, I, does defense really win championships in the NBA? It does, but I don't think one player, if one player isn't playing defense, I don't think it's going to kill you. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. If one player isn't playing defense, then... You're probably good, but you have to surround them with good defensive players because if not, if everyone's bad at defense, then you're not going to be able to score at a high clip every single game that you play in in order to win those games, especially in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Steph Curry, does, I mean, he like I think he he's kind of like Kyrie. He's just kind of annoying on defense. He doesn't really play that great at defense. Um, but, I mean, they were still able to win um championships but he also like you have to be able to score if you can't play defense you have to be able to score at high clip and obviously Steph Curry is, does that when he has spacing and when uh Clay Thompson is on the court yeah and if you're not playing defense you have to be the and if you're the best player on your team if you're the best if you are actually the best player on your team you have to be doing something right so that would be offense obviously yeah, but I mean, if you're like the Nets and just nobody plays defense, you're probably fucked. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking good right now. Yeah, you need, they need a physical presence down low. I mean, they have uh, James Harden. They could throw him at center because apparently he's the uh, he's a he's a bulky boy. He's a very bulky boy. Kawhi Leonard couldn't do shit against him. <laughs> couldn't even body him. <laughs> that was that was an all time funny moment as a Nets fan. It's like, dude, you can't even body James Harden, bro. Come on. Alrighty, folks, that has been the Casuals. I'm the Chief Kunal Kohli, joined by the Hebrew Hammer and Isis. You can catch us on anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Good night, Alan. Good night, Kunal. Good night, Elias. Good night, Kunal. Good, Good night, night, everybody. everybody.